Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. Happy to talk to you guys. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Recharged the batteries a little bit here. I did. It's going to be a strange week, but this is important. I am recording this a little before 1 p.m. on Monday. It just came out that the Steelers cut another 10 guys, and we'll get to that in a minute, but tomorrow at 4, Tuesday at 4 is cut-down day, so we'll have a much better idea of the mandatory 53 at that point. Um, I probably will wait to record until after cuts, so I'll record it tomorrow evening, but lots happened since we got together anyways, and let's start with this Kevin Dotson trade. I love it. You know, I... Well, he killed Kevin Dotson, but very inconsistent. I mean, he's a big, wide-bodied guard that's played a lot of snaps that has value in the league. I mean, he might start for the Rams. I know you guys aren't super interested in the Rams' offensive line woes, but their first pick was Steve Avila out of TCU, interior lineman, center guard. And I think this is the case. But I think they were hit with more offensive line injuries last year in the history of football outsiders, which goes back to like 1980 when they started charting these things. So it wasn't a very talented group to begin with, and it's a perfect team for him. He might start right away, or last year they would have killed for Kevin Dotson. Better in protection than the run game, but there just isn't a spot here for him anymore. And, and contracts coming up, and if you can get something for him, great. The Steelers are loaded with guards, as you can imagine, as you know. So here's the deal. The Steelers acquired the Rams' fourth-round pick in the 2024 draft and their fifth in the 2025 draft. Rams get Dotson, and the Steelers' fifth and 24, sixth and 25. So Dotson's gone, and again, there really wasn't a spot here for him. Rams can use him. Talked about that. Great. But next year's draft, you go from – the fifth round to the fourth, but that probably won't be 32 picks. I mean, the Rams have a chance to have the first overall pick in the draft. I mean, I think they're going to be a train wreck, and I think the Steelers are going to compete for a playoff spot. So you might have moved up 50 spots in the middle rounds of next year's draft, maybe even more. And who knows, I'm not going to project these guys' records in the year after that, but hey, it, it I thought they would end up trading Dotson. And we talked about this a lot. You know, I've, I've warned you guys, predicted, blah, 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 that Dotson could be on the move. I thought they would be the typical NFL deal, Dotson for a seventh rounder, maybe Dotson for a sixth, and you throw in a seventh or something. And those picks are hard to hit. I mean, if you're going to involve fourth and fifth round picks, though, great, great, I'm in. So what does this mean I guess we'll see tomorrow. For me to predict things today makes very little sense because by the time you read this or listen to this, it might even be gone. Oh, by the way, I have an article up. This one up late last night. Go check that out. Um, But I think it helps Kendrick Green's case. I mean, if they're still going to experiment with Kendrick Green, moving an interior offensive lineman certainly helps his cause. All right, we'll be right back. And then we got 19 cuts to talk about already. We are back. So, I'm at Steelers.com, just looking at the official reports here. 
and teams, I'm not exactly sure how this will work, but teams are starting to release guys that they knew didn't have a chance, you know, and some of them, I wonder by letting them go early, are you doing that player a favor that maybe another team will pick him up? And some of these names, especially the ones released today, could end up back on the practice squad. I mean, I think that's possible. So I tend to think it's a long shot, but it's possible. But anyway, so the first wave of guys were the ones I think that probably aren't NFL football players, you know, unfortunately. But here's their official release. Over the week weekend, the Steelers released nine players. Those released were Dan Chesna. He's a wide receiver. Defensive back, Navelle Clark. Receiver, Aaron Krushank. Linebacker, Kanoi Deng. Cornerback, Madre Harper. Defensive lineman, James Naminiwana. I killed that name, sorry. Punter, P.T. Potter. Linebacker, Forrest Ryan. And long snapper, Rex Sunahara. I know very little about all those guys. They were the easiest of cuts. Some of them got here late. Some of them are backup long snappers, backup kickers, et cetera, et cetera. So that's easy. No offense to all those dudes. I'm sure they worked like crazy. Hope they get a spot somewhere else. But um, those, are, those are the easy cuts. Those are the no-brainers. Boom. Talk them, take them right off the board. And there you go. Nine gone. But then, just like half hour ago, they released a, a, another statement that they released 10 others. And here's the next 10 that just got released. Again, I'm recording this around 1 o'clock on Monday. They released LaRaven Clark, which is something I predicted, but I kind of liked the signing when they made it. Um, too many tackles, right tackle only. William Dunkel, offensive lineman. I could see him coming back on the practice squad, maybe. Safety, Jalen Elliott. I think he's in trouble. Running back, Darius Higgins. I don't think he'll be back in the mix. Cornerback, Levert Hill. Probably not back in the mix. Defensive lineman, Manny Jones. Probably out of the mix, I would say. They got a lot of defensive linemen, so I think just getting that to the side makes sense. Tanner Morgan, the quarterback, we all knew that was happening. I don't know if they'll carry a fourth quarterback on the practice squad or not, and Morgan didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Um, these three are kind of interesting, though. Well, Toby Naduque isn't particularly interesting, but he did get – he's somebody I did mention because he's gotten a lot of special team snaps the last couple games to get a real strong look at him, and that's a big thing I talk about in my article. Apparently, he didn't impress. But the two that I thought are interesting, most interesting – well, Clark and Dunkel are kind of interesting, but Tanner Muse – who they gave money to, just like Clark. I mean, these are guys they signed, gave a signing bonus, and veterans. And Kenny Robinson, the safety from Wilkinsburg, I think. I know he's local. Very, very talented, hard to trust. But Robinson was another guy that was getting tons of action in the in special teams and snap counts overall. And apparently he didn't pass with flying colors. So... He's out of the mix. Maybe he would be a practice squatter. And Tanner Muse. I mean, I I know Muse has a very nice special teams history. And when they signed him, that was absolutely the intentions. But he played a lot on the defense. And I think he just showed that he wasn't NFL linebacker worthy. You know, he had a nice game against the Bills. But overall, 
you don't want that guy out on your defense. And he's kind of a tweener in terms of just linebacker safety tweener. And he's not a real good change of direction guy. Like he runs well in a straight line, but straight line-ish is a problem if you're covering kickoffs or punts and you got to change directions and all that. So those guys are out. Maybe one or two of them gets the call back. Who's to say? Um, But I found that interesting. There was a lot there going on. And tomorrow, uh, we will talk final cuts, final roster, which isn't always final roster, by the way. I always feel bad because this happens around the league, like the five teams. They make final cuts. That guy that's white-knuckling it to make the team is told, you're a part of the team. And deep down, he's the last guy on the roster. Oh, wow, I made it. And my dream has been fulfilled. And then 10 minutes later, they pick up a corner from the Bears or Browns in your cut. Like, I mean, like, that's it's such a brutal business, but that happens all the time. So we'll see. Um, over and out, guys. Take care. Some definite Steeler news there. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.